0: I'm Emma, and I'm suffering from Post-It Traumatic Stress Disorder.
1: And I'm Shannon, and you're SO BUSY! You're SO
0: BUSY! I'm sorry I can't. Don't hate me. The motherfucker's concise. I revealed too much too soon. I was emotionally slutty. Okay, I'm
1: a big whore.
0: I think we have a stiff breeze. I'll give you a hundred dollars if you say something bitchy about someone we know. Welcome, listeners, to the show. Uh, today, we're just gonna get right into it. So today we are talking about drugs. And before I even before we even start, I wanna Tell you all a fun fact. While I was doing my research for this episode, mm-hmm. so I learned that HBO was actually sued by Greenwich Village bar Down the Hatch. Uh, well, I am okay. So I'm talking about the episode The Post-it Always Sticks Twice, which we will be talking about the the post breakup Post-it episode when Carrie and the girls go on a bit of a bender. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, HBO was sued by this bar where the girls scored the infamous doobie. And while the episode was actually filmed somewhere else, they wanted to use the name Down the Hatch. And they were worried that using the name would actually damage its reputation Mm -hmm. because of the said infamous doobie, Mm -hmm. (laughs) making it seem like a drug den. So HBO actually fixed this issue, and you can notice it upon rewatch. I definitely noticed it myself. Mm -hmm. Uh, They fixed this issue by dubbing Carrie and Miranda with the similar-sounding down the hound so they say that they're going down the street to down the hound so i thought that the name of the bar was drown the hound like drowned i think you're right <laughs> oh no i think like, i wrote it wrong <laughs> no
1: that may that might be real but like i don't know drown the hound sounds like a very violent name for a bar
0: no but you know what i think this is either a typo or i just didn't understand i mean either it could work yeah. I guess in a weird way down the hound or drown the hound. But I guess it's like drought, like drowning in your pit of alcohol <laughs> despair.
1: Oh, God. <laughs> 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 Gotta go to this bar. <laughs> uh,
0: it sounds
1: so enticing. <laughs> apparently.
0: Um, but yeah, we're talking about drugs today. So this is such a vague question. What do you have like a memorable positive experience with drugs because like I feel like it's really easy (laughs) to talk about like a negative experience Mm. I feel like everyone remembers those like bad times but like do you have like a positive experience Mm. a specific memory or just like a specific it's it's so funny to talk about this topic because we live in such a different world Mm -hmm. than in 2003 when this is filmed? Yeah, truly. So, I mean, now we live in Canada and we can just like, it's like a fucking Apple store. Like you can walk into, mm-hmm. <laughs> you can walk into a dispensary and there's all these different kinds and all these different things and they have all these different effects and it mm-hmm. has such a like positive connotation, I feel, that... Yeah, it's just like a different world.
1: Well, I I think there's actually some positive connotations in the show too. And we'll we'll get into that in a second. I feel like I feel like I've had some very funny experiences that weren't like net bad. They weren't what I wanted. <laughs> but it was funny. It's like it makes for like a funny story later. Um so once I was going to a festival, music festival, I feel like I've probably told you this story before. It's very funny to think about in retrospect. Um, so I'm going to this music festival and I had a weed gummy that a friend had given me and I was like, okay, well, this will probably take, you know, 45 minutes to an hour before like I really start to feel it. Um... I actually couldn't really remember the strength of it either. I think this was, this was purchased, like, before dispensaries were kind of, like, all over Canada, I'm pretty sure. Um, Yeah, anyway, it was, it was before, like, it was, it was really widely available, but um, I took this gummy, and I'm walking to this festival, um so this music festival takes place on a hill we're gonna go find a spot to sit and i was just like oh perfect i'm gonna be sitting outside listening to music uh feeling the throes of being high this is gonna be great um but the gummy hit way too early (laughs) so like you know riley had never been to this festival before so we were like okay well we'll go walk around like kind of like the lay of the land sort of thing and i've been a number of times um so we're walking around and I'm starting to feel this gummy and I was just like I can't talk to people right now like I I was just like slowly like every single movement required so much thought Mm -hmm. and I was just like I need to sit down I need to sit down so badly but we kept walking around and Riley the quirk that I've previously mentioned is that he just knows everybody like he'll walk out into the world and there's like 10 people that he'll know <laughs> and just be able to like know to the extent where he can strike up a conversation with them so that just happened to happen at uh, this festival we just kept running into people and I was so <laughs> I was just like <laughs> I can barely like engage in conversation with you and I'm sure from the outside it seemed like I was just kind of shy or standoffish or something but um, no I was just having much difficulty being present. Um, And then I think I ate an entire tube of kettle corn. Not because I had the munchies or was hungry. I was just like the mouthfeel. It it was something about like the mouthfeel that I just needed. And then I like, yeah, it was, uh, I did not expect that when I took my (laughs) weed gummy. I Um, think that's part of the munchies though.
0: Is is the mouthfeel. Yeah, that's part of the reason Like when you do get high on weed, it like it just like feels so good to eat. Or at least that's my tastes good. It It tastes tastes good good. but also feels good. Mm. If that makes sense.
1: No, definitely. I I haven't like had nearly the same experience since where I was just like, I need something in my mouth. My Mm. mouth needs to be occupied. Like I've never felt that (laughs) before after and maybe it's just because I like accidentally had a gummy that was you know too high in THC for me but um yeah (laughs) not the high I wanted but it's kind of funny in retrospect
0: see it's funny you say that because like for me um I'm not a big drug user or like weed user Mm -hmm. I'm I'm not really an other kind of drug user at all Mm -hmm. uh or very little but um for me it is a very like solo activity Mm -hmm. it's a very much like I don't want to talk to anybody, I don't really want to be around anybody, or I just want to be in a space where I feel, like, comfortable and, like, I don't have to make conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, And I do think in media, like, in Sex and the City and in, like, many television shows and movies and stuff like that, it's it's sort of, and maybe this has changed, but it has sort of, like, been portrayed as, like, a party thing. Mm. And I... I mean, this is purely anecdotal, but I do feel like that's kind of a similar experience for a lot of people. Like, it's not necessarily a social thing, but like a, I don't know, like an introspective thing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm starting to realize how wildly unqualified I am to talk about drugs.
1: (laughs) I mean, I don't think I'm that qualified either, so we're two peas in a pod.
0: (laughs) Perfect. Well, let's get into it. We're talking about kind of, three or four episodes and a few other moments in the show. Um, of course, there's the episode we've talked about before, season three, episode 15, Hot Child in the City, which is such a great episode. I feel like all the episodes that have drugs in them are actually just, like, really good episodes. That's actually <laughs> really true. Yeah. I wonder why. Dang. Um, but, yes, this uh, we were talking about this episode previously because we are talking about high school mm-hmm. and, like, acting juvenile and whatnot Mm -hmm. um but this is where carrie dates power lad aka wade adams the comic book creator and shop owner whose weed hookup and park avenue penthouse are ideal in the midst of summer um and this is also when miranda experiences the braces at age 34 and charlotte tries to help Trey's sexual performance and samantha is mildly jealous of her rich client jenny breer who is played by why am i forgetting her name Cat Dennings. Cat Dennings. Thank you. I in my brain I used to be obsessed with the movie Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. That was oh, very yeah. like, um, I don't know, like early two thousands, like hipster dream, like Garden State era kind of movie. I'm that very that.
1: Like the soundtrack was popping. Does have a really good soundtrack. It's so hipster. <laughs> it's so two thousand eight. I can just see people wearing
0: skinny scarves. <laughs> yes. Cat Dennings prime really um but anyways yes she plays jenny Breer who wants the hottest bat batmisfa you've ever seen um but yeah the best part of this episode really is at the end when carrie and wade <laughs> wade sounds so weird like he's power lad in my brain
1: he is power lad because <laughs> he really does look like a very we're well, not a very old man but like a middle-aged man <laughs> but like as a child like it's It's weird, like, he looks like a middle-aged man, but, like, everything else about him screams, like, teenager. It's a very strange, like, surfer teenager, kind of. Yeah. Just screams weird.
0: (laughs) And I don't think we ever solved the mystery of whether he's hot or not. I think we said not. I'm
1: going to land on the not side. I I feel confident sitting on that side of the fence.
0: Especially, I guess, if you have to, like, question it, it's probably not but anyways
1: <laughs> yeah I mean he's he's a guy for Carrie to have fun with and I feel like he serves that purpose so well like even better than some of her other kind of like one episode flings like you you just know that Carrie's is not gonna end up with power lad like mm-hmm. that's just established from the get-go um so it's kind of fun in that way just to like watch like Carrie have fun and be a teenager again or relive her her teenagedom but yes the the end of that episode is so I just love it so much like yes Mrs. Adams I brought the weed into this house and I'm taking it with me when I go like oh I love that I love that for her and especially when you think about how at that point weed wasn't legalized for recreational use uh fuck yeah she's gonna take that weed with her like yes
0: yeah it's it's incredible and it's just it's so well acted and even I I it like shot to his face really quickly and Mm -hmm. he's like glaring at her Mm -hmm. like mad at her but like this is your fault dude so Yeah, great episode. Also talking about season four, episode 15, All That Glitters. Mm -hmm. Um, And in this episode, we see Ecstasy. And this is when the girls hit the hottest gay club, Trade, which is such a funny name. That is a good name. (laughs) Carrie meets Australian shoe importer Oliver Spencer, who is, of course, played by the beautiful and talented Murray Bartlett. Murray Bartlett. we love. Yes. Um... And he promises her brunch and an invite to the exclusive club, Bungalow 8.
1: I can only say that with a horrible Australian accent.
0: I, we had accents a lot. We tried to do Scottish accents last episode. And I, well, he's Australian. No, I know. And I'm just like, we just probably shouldn't do accents at all.
1: But Bungalow <laughs> or, 8. Bungalow 8. <laughs> oh, my God. My dingo and I went to Bungalow 8.
0: <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> It's better than mine. (laughs) Um, But yeah, Charlotte's marriage to Trey is dissolving, but she tries to present the image of a perfect couple for a House and Garden magazine shoot. And this moment, this doesn't have to do with drugs, but this moment at the end where Trey shows up for the photo, it actually makes me cry.
1: It's outstanding. I I said the exact same thing. I was like, this is actually one of the sweetest moments that they have between the two of them. Like, that is legitimately like Trey showing the fuck up like that's yeah I I completely agree it's a really touching moment
0: and it's one of those moments and like okay it's a little off topic but like I seek crying when I like watch a movie or watch a show I like want to let it out and ball my eyes out and for some reason like I cry all the time like Mm -hmm. I'm a crier but for some reason in movies and stuff it like takes a lot for me to cry or like takes and I think a lot of it has to do with music and sound yeah there's something about that that has to be just like everything hitting just right yeah. and there's something about this scene the music's hitting right mm-hmm. the shot is right like like you said this is such a like sweet like a sad sweet moment in their relationship mm-hmm. it makes me cry and I was just watching it and Jamie like looked at me and she's like are you crying? And I was like, it's sad. It's his final departure, his final act of kindness before he leaves. And she's like, okay, (laughs) but it is, it's a really sweet moment. It
1: is. No, it, it is. It's so like melancholy, like, especially because like so many divorces like end in, you know, horribleness. Uh, just, horrible feelings fighting whatever like it can be so freaking messy and it's just really nice that that was kind of that was the moment that they went out on was Trey still like showing up and knowing that it was really important to Charlotte Mm -hmm. and it just it feels like very yeah very melancholy very mature and adult and in a different way Mm -hmm. than power lad (laughs) (laughs)
0: Much better than Powerlatt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: very glad that Charlotte married Jerry and not PowerLad. Can you even?
0: <laughs> I... No. No, no, no.
1: <laughs> also, can I just share my own dream name for a gay bar?
0: Yes, of course.
1: Tufts.
0: <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs>
1: like a tuft of hair? <laughs>
0: but what does that have to do with being gay? <laughs> or just... Or, like, what's the theme of the bar? Is it, like, hair? Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like a hair salon.
1: Like <laughs> well, it <could> be both.
0: <laughs> a gay bar hair salon? I actually love that idea. You know,
1: daytime, you get your hair cut. Nighttime, you let your hair down. It's great. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's the slogan. There we
0: go. You should open Tufts. I would go. I I mean, get tufted. Get tufted. <laughs> that sounds like a rug. So what actually
1: happens at this gay bar here is long? Anything but that. <laughs>
0: get tufted. Oh, my God. I love it. Um, okay, what else happens in this episode? Oh, yeah. Miranda actually runs into her co-worker at this gay bar. Uh, this is when she's not heavily pregnant, but like pregnant. She's like pretty far into her pregnancy. Yeah,
1: she's she's pretty noticeably pregnant.
0: Yeah, but has somehow hidden it at work. Um, and he outs her pregnancy. And then she, of course, accidentally outs that he's gay. Um, but the main reason we're talking about this episode is because Samantha gets high on ecstasy and tells Richard she loves him. Mm-hmm. It's the inability you have no inhibitions Mm -hmm. on ecstasy they're all let loose so she freaks out and I love the moment where Samantha's trying to hail the cab and she's talking to Carrie Mm -hmm. and like her eyeliner is all messed up Mm -hmm. and she just like really looks like shit and I just like I've been there Mm -hmm. you know not so much with drugs but I've definitely had like the next day like
1: I'm Mm. like
0: like you catch yourself in the mirror and you're like oh no (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like talking to your friend on the phone
1: like very day after very day after vibes yeah isn't it so interesting that samantha i feel like samantha is always down for the sash like samantha is always like kind of ready for whatever and she's very poised and put together but like also very like spontaneous and like yeah we'll we'll do you know plans come up and she's kind of just immediately down for them but then like ecstasy just completely unravels like any composure that she has and it's very like this is one moment that we really see Samantha unhinged in i think a pretty rare case like we don't really
0: see her character go through that very often in the show it's true it kind of makes me think like well i mean of course in this episode so she tells richard she loves him and then She's talking to Carrie and she's like, oh, it was the ex talking, blah, blah, blah. But then later in the episode, we kind of learn that, like, you know, maybe she does care. Like Richard says to her, like, "Uh, honey, like, like you are on X, blah, blah, blah. Trust me, I've been there. He says Mm -hmm. like something along those lines and kind of brushes it off a little bit. And that's when she realized that, you know, she maybe really does love him or she maybe really does care. And it kind of makes me think. Because, of course, there's, like, the exp- – and this is, I mean, associated more with, like, alcohol. But, like, you know, when you take drugs, you do lose your inhibitions a little bit. And, like, it just kind of makes me think, like, is it true, like, drunken words are sober thoughts or, like, high on ecstasy words are so- sober thoughts? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, what I don't know. What do you think about that?
1: I think it can be, for sure. Like, you know drugs and alcohol just kind of remove that layer of do I really want to say that <laughs> do I do I really think that yes um, I do <laughs> so yeah like I I think it just removes that like that second I'm gonna think twice about this before I say it Layer and yeah like those are those are thoughts that you think but like I think it's also important to consider i guess that every single thought you think is not necessarily like a true thought it's it's not always true to what you want or true to your character like i have lots of anxiety and i have lots of thoughts um that you know i have to like tell myself or not are not real or you know or not that as threatening as i as i think they are or, you know what whatever the case may be so i think it can be true Mm -hmm. that um you know drug-induced thoughts or or words or sober thoughts but perhaps not all of the time Mm -hmm. I think in this case absolutely though like Samantha was itching to tell Richard that she loved him Mm -hmm. and needed ecstasy to bring that guard down
0: do you think she was itching to tell him or do you think it was like a sort of suppressed thought
1: Mm, yeah, I think that's a better phrase um, than what I just said. Yeah, I think it, it was definitely like a suppressed thought. I think it's, I think love doesn't come easily to Samantha and she doesn't want to like show it very readily, but I'm sure that, she, that like it was a suppressed thought, but it has also been a thought that crossed her mind before and then she suppressed it. Not here today. I'm going to put that thought in a jar and lock it away.
0: Mm-hmm. hmm. A feeling I know all too well. <laughs> Um, also in season four, episode three, defining moments, uh, Miranda is Ms. Boundaries with a new flame, Doug, who is very open with his bathroom boundaries. Yeah. I have a lot of thoughts about that, but.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Minor no.
0: (laughs) I, okay. Thank you. I agree. And, but like. Who agrees with that? (laughs) Or like what, what, with what he was doing. I just, okay. I. I disagree with what he was doing, especially, like, at the beginning of the relationship. So just for context, if in case you forget um, or haven't watched the show and still listen to us, thank you for being here. Thank you so much. Um, but, yeah, so Miranda's starts dating this guy. He's, like, really nice and funny and smart. I think he works for, like, a newspaper, New York, maybe even New York Times or something. But he's, mm-hmm. like, an editor. Or so anyways, yeah. doesn't matter. Um, but, yeah, he just fully, like pees with the door open. Mm. And I <laughs> and like, okay, the correct response to this is like please close the door. Yeah. Just say that. Just yeah. say close the door when you're peeing. It's so reasonable. So reasonable. And then Miranda's just like, "You know what? I'm going to confront my own awkwardness and I'm going to pee with the door open." Which I'm like, "No, this is no. You don't have to do that." So she does that. And then he takes that as an invitation to hoop with the door open I hate it. and but okay again just say please don't do that mm-hmm. and uh, like I he seemed like a reasonable person or like you know I'm sure he was a reasonable person mm-hmm. and he would just stop like it's to me that's not a relationship deal breaker but I absolutely do not like and I, I mean no shame to couples who do this because this is just my own hang up but like i just thinking of a friend who actually, like, in her place has two bathrooms and sometimes will, like, poop while her partner is showering in the same bathroom. And he's like, can you please not? And she's like, but I want to talk to you. (laughs) And so I'm like, I know those couples are out there. I know they are, but not for me.
1: (laughs) That's very true. Not for me, but for thee. Absolutely. (laughs) I love um, that expression. <laughs> I think it's often used in reverse, um, but yeah, no, you're you're correct. There's that's completely fine if that's your jam. For me, I watch that and I'm immediately like, absolutely not.
0: One percent hundred. I'm
1: g- grotesquely uncomfortable with it. Like that, the bathroom door is a hard boundary. You mm-hmm. do not cross that unless the building's on fire or. <laughs> someone died like and in that case text me like <laughs> you do not come in like uninvited and like Riley like tells me like oh you can come in like if you need to like grab something like um you know like just from the bathroom whatever if he's showering
0: yeah I mean, even that for me is like no oh ri- I will even wait. while he's showering yeah oh I think it, you respect and, the bathroom time
1: I do and I, I think it's it's not I think it's more of a me thing rather than like him things just I because I really protect and love like my solitary like bathroom time I don't want any interruptions um like I love showering by myself Mm -hmm. I get all the things done that I need to no interruptions it's great it's luxuriating I like feel like a born new human after anyway I'm kind of getting
0: off topic but it's it Yeah, makes me really uncomfortable. (laughs) Hey, I started it. That's all good. But yeah, Trey and Charlotte in this episode struggling in their sexual intimacy. What else is new? Samantha connects with Maria, the artist from Charlotte's gallery. And Carrie and Mr. Big are trying to be friends. Uh, But while out at a jazz club, Carrie hits it off with the musician Ray King. Mm -hmm. Um, And I guess we should also add
1: that um, I don't, I don't think this is in. No, um. So, in this episode, when Carrie and Big are trying to be friends and going on a a triple date, actually, um, Big's new, I guess, girlfriend. Um, it it doesn't strike me as very serious between them. But um, his new girlfriend is a model who sneaks off to the bathroom to do a couple lines of coke. Um, Shaw. Shaw. Uh, the Y is silent, <laughs> and yeah, Carrie walks in on her and has some opinions.
0: You know, I kind of like Shaw.
1: <laughs> you know what? She seemed
0: happy with anything. Yeah, like she was kind of like a Samantha. Like she was, she was came on this weird date. Mm-hmm. She was very chill with mm-hmm. like Big's obvious ex girlfriend that she knew, mm-hmm. and just. Goes and does coke in the back. She offers Carrie some coke. Mm-hmm. She's very nice. <laughs> she is very nice. She just... She seemed eternally pleasant. like, yeah. And everyone's, yeah. like, shitting on her. No. There's a lot of, like... I mean... We've talked about it, like, in very brief detail about, like... The sort of dislike of models and, like, mm. you know... Them not being humans or, like... I don't know. This, like, weird attitude towards models, but... I don't know she was she's painted in a very like negative light and then this this is definitely a moment where like the cocaine is seen as a very like negative thing it's like oh the 80s called like they make some joke along those lines and honestly I was here for it I was like I like Shaw maybe Big should have made it with Shaw (laughs) where would we have been And then uh, another episode, of course, the one we kind of already mentioned, The Post-It Always Sticks Twice, which is season six, episode seven, which is such a good episode. When, of course, this is post -post post-it note breakup when Carrie is fuming. Uh, The girls plan to let loose by hitting up a new club bed, (laughs) which is honestly, I think I've talked about this, but this is like my dream club. Mm. And I was watching this with Jamie, though, and she was like, that would be dangerous for you. And not because I'm, like, gonna, like, sleep with people. It's, like, because I would literally fall asleep. (laughs) Mm. Like, if I'm horizontal, I'm out. Even in a club.
1: Yeah. It would be a very disorienting club to, like, to really think about. Because, like, okay, you go and book a bed, like, to, to sit on. And then there's loud music blaring. And then you have like drinks and like maybe light appies and like I'm supposed to eat that and drink that in bed, like lying very awkwardly on this, like I'm assuming a double bed uh, shared with, I don't know, it just, it strikes me as like a weird, like logistically I would love to know how bed really set this up.
0: <laughs> Surely there's a bar bed somewhere in this world. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to go to it. But yeah, even just like getting crumbs in the bed and like spilling in the bed, like they must deal with that all the time
1: it'd be unsanitary unsightly no yeah
0: um but yeah carrie has an incredibly cringy interaction with burgers (laughs) friends what does meek toast (laughs) me
1: milk toast they're so bland (laughs)
0: I've never heard that expression. I'm learning this for the, the first time, and I love it. I love referring to anything as
1: milk toast. It's, like, my favorite thing. Because you're like, what the fuck is milk toast? And, like...
0: The, it makes sense. The,
1: like, if you phonetically say it like milk and toast, that's, like, to me, that strikes me as the blandest thing ever. Like, yeah. milk and just plain toast. Yeah. And that's how I remember milk toast. Well, I guess that's not exactly the definition. It's, like, a timid or feeble person Um, but anyway I think of milk toast as being bland
0: (laughs) I also think like Jamie uses the term breadstick to describe people that that. are bland like a very specific example Ginny Weasley (laughs) in Harry Potter is a breadstick yeah and that's also like along the same lines it's just like bread yeah toast milk like boring as hell
1: yeah well burgers friends are all fucking
0: breadsticks (laughs) they are breadsticks (laughs) um carrie has a really cringy moment but you know she's not wrong (laughs) she's just cringy um but yeah miranda fits into her skinny jeans and is feeling hot 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 samantha narrowly escapes a bar fight and finds a weed hookup for the girls which i absolutely love Charlotte feels better about getting married again. She has a really cute moment with some bachelorettes who are celebrating, and Mm -hmm. it's such a nice moment. We got some good Charlotte moments in these episodes. We did. We really did. Um, And Carrie gets arrested, although not technically arrested, as Miranda points out, for smoking a doobie. (laughs) I love it. It's it's such a good... um, It's just such a good moment, and I think what... Well, I mean, I like a lot of things about this episode, but one thing I really like about this episode is just painting the fun. This, mm. is like, this is a good, like, friendship moment. Yeah. It's like when the best part of the night sometimes is when you're just, like, you've ordered, like, 2 a.m. pizza and you're just, like, hanging out with your friends and, like, laughing and mm. and talking. And, like, that's very much this moment. They're just, like, in this ice cream shop Mm -hmm. sharing this Sunday and laughing and Mm -hmm. just it's just it's special and I love that and obviously the weed was a big part of that
1: yeah like carry on weed is just like kind of a giggly hot mess I love that she latches on to doobie as her particular way of describing a joint (laughs) it's just like very particular like silly phrasing and yeah it's just I don't know it's nice to see It's nice to see all of them feel that, like, light with each other. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a very light and wholesome way to end an episode.
0: And I like, too, actually, they're pretty consistent, like, between this episode and um, Hot Child in the City. Like, Mm -hmm. how Carrie acts when she's high is very similar. And I mean, I I guess that is to say that people get giggly when they're high. Mm -hmm. But I I also love the moment where she's, like, you know they're trying to find the weed when like power lad's mom comes home and he's very serious and freaking out Mm -hmm. and then she has like a laugh because she's like but she's gonna see the fried chicken everywhere and then just like dies laughing because it's funny it's like a very funny situation and i love that it was sort of consistent for her in her behavior in both episodes
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's a really good thing to point out. And and both episodes actually kind of end on a similar note too because she takes the weed and hot child in the city and goes and smokes it with Miranda and Samantha and they're just having like a a fun gay old time. Um, Very similar to the end of the post-it
0: note episode. Yeah. Much different than the ecstasy and the coke, of course.
1: Yeah, so let's get into our discussion because like... I don't know, I guess Sex and the City and drugs, like, I don't think of the show and then think of drugs, you know, because, like, I, sh- I think of a show like Euphoria and I think of drugs because drugs are all over Euphoria. Mm-hmm. Everybody's using something. Um, whereas in Sex and the City, it's a little bit more muted but still pronounced enough that, like, yeah, well, you can recall the couple episodes where there is some pretty, like, notable drug use. Um, and I think it's just, like, really interesting... I think it's really interesting to think about how different drugs are kind of like tonally portrayed. So we have the two episodes that feature weed most, most directly. And we kind of hear Samantha, Samantha has a dealer. Samantha's got like a stash of Hawaiian gold somewhere. Like we've actually seen Samantha smoke, um, a um, number of times actually throughout the the series but it's never really a prominent part of the story so these are two episodes that really stand out and it's so interesting because they're they're light episodes you know they're they're fun like weed is just kind of this thing to do to to feel good to feel light to feel um like my thoughts aren't really that heavy it's something that you do with your friends you're laughing you're giggling like it all around it It's not really made out to be a bad thing. Mm -hmm. Whereas with Coke and ecstasy, ecstasy maybe like walks the line a little bit, but the, like those are talked about totally in a very, very different way than weed is on the show. That's just like kind of interesting to think back on. Because I think there is a bit of a resurgence with shows now that really glamorize hard drugs. Or, like, maybe not fully glamorize them, but glamorize them to an extent where, like, a bunch of characters are using them and, it, like, you're not really seeing, I guess, maybe the, all of the negatives of, of that behavior.
0: Well, I think it's interesting because, like, growing up, I mean, at the time that I was watching Sex in the City as a teenager, I was also being fed these sort of programs at school and like not to say that they're bad or anything necessarily but um you know you're being fed this like very consistent messaging that's like drugs are bad and all drugs are bad but i it's interesting to see like how in the past like 15 years our perception of like weed specifically has changed so much Mm -hmm. because this show i mean like you were saying like it sort of shows weed as this, like, fun, like, harmless mm. thing that you might do with your friends at the end of the night. Like, yes, it's illegal, mm-hmm. but it's not harmful. It's mm-hmm. painted in a very, like, positive, like, sort of almost, like, goofy light. Yeah. Whereas in my experience growing up, weed was, like, categorized with things like coconut ecstasy.
1: It's the gateway drug. Exactly. Yeah. It's
0: the gateway drug. Mm-hmm. So. To see this on Sex and the City was just... And I don't have a particular memory of, like, watching these episodes as a teenager. I guess they just... They probably didn't stick out to me because I think I was one of those teenagers that was like, I'll never do drugs. Like, I think I was one of those. Um, and yet, I was drinking at bush parties. And, like, you know, that's so much better. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I just think it's it's cool to see this show from this time sort of, like, not... I guess be able to like consume media that doesn't just like put weed into that category
1: yeah I think that's such a great point and it's it's so good too um or it's really interesting I guess to kind of reflect on the very conflicting messaging because now I watch those episodes and it's like yeah of course weed is like harmless I can walk down the street and grab myself mm-hmm. some weed if I so choose
0: one weed please. <laughs> one weed
1: piece <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah you're you're absolutely right like the messaging that I think we both got a lot growing up was very much that weed was similar to hard drugs it was it was the gateway drug like all drugs are bad sort of thing and I do remember watching these episodes because like I remember watching these episodes and thinking kind of about that that difference in messaging right like I'm being told that weed is bad weed is like a a bad drug just as bad as meth just as bad as heroin or whatever um but then Carrie's doing it and is having a
0: great time and Samantha's doing it before she masturbates or like totally
1: yeah like it's just so like woven in um in a way that I do remember watching and that really stood out to me. And I was like, maybe like weed isn't that bad. And it is interesting when you think about, you know, even movies of the time and clueless is just kind of immediately coming to mind, um, as a little bit before sex in the city in, in 1995, but they would describe, um, kind of the group at the click at high school that got high all the time as I think Lodies or loaders, mm-hmm. something like that. I don't know. It's been a a, long time since I've seen Clueless. I was, it was a wee tot when 1995 happened. So I don't know what the current lingo was. (laughs) Um, But it, it, again, it was, it was very much like describing these people in a negative light because they're like using weed all the time. Um, You know, lazy, whatever, like lots of just very negative um, adjectives to describe those people. But I don't think of those things when I think of Carrie and I don't think of those things when I think of Samantha. So it's, Kind of, I guess, like an in, in, like an incongruency, right? In in that messaging, and then seeing these characters that I, I do look up to in different ways, and I do respect and admire and uh, lo- love the show. Hello, <laughs> that's why we're here. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's it's really a trip to, to think about that and think about how much things have changed.
0: It's really a trip.
1: Uh, a <laughs> <clears throat>
0: drug trip. <laughs> like drugs
1: <laughs> you could say that
0: <laughs> oh my god <laughs> oh, but yeah it's 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 true it's it's such an interesting point like you said like these are women who don't typically especially at that time like associate with the weed stereotypes and mm-hmm. it's it's really cool to see because i i think in these episodes like if you played or you know sometimes you can go back and watch sex and the city and you're like oof that did not age well mm-hmm. um but these episodes like honestly these sort of attitudes at least towards weed specifically uh for these two ones it's like yeah that makes sense other than like having to find it on the street which like what a wild time just like buying weed from some random person I didn't really have that experience I did not smoke a lot of weed like growing up mm-hmm. even into my early 20s I didn't even really start to dabble in weed until it was legal
1: yeah I I agree I agree I had a very similar experience like I knew people that um that had that hookup like I knew people that mm-hmm. That, that was just, like, a part of their, I don't know, that they, they just had, they ha- knew someone, they had someone, and I remember kind of, like, dabbling in it a couple of times, and just being like, I don't know, like, this isn't, this doesn't really do a whole lot for me. um, <laughs> I think that really, it, <laughs> I don't know, I had, I had some pretty wild experiences, because the thing about, weed that you buy just like off the street is that you don't know what you're getting Mm -hmm. like I don't have a label telling me exactly what the percentage breakdown of like THC and CBD is like what strain of THC like I don't know any of that so I'm just like getting this stuff and who knows how strong it is right and I've had a couple of experiences with like edibles (laughs) just like you know making your own brownies kind of thing and Mm -hmm. um that that has really hit me but yeah I I didn't I feel like legalizing it and being able to be more in control of what I'm doing and just like have more knowledge I feel like that that works for me versus just like getting something and I don't know what it is and I don't know what it's gonna do to me I don't know that again anxiety brain that just kind of freaks me out a little bit
0: Mm -hmm. and you've written in here that weed was only just legalized for recreational use in New York in 2021 do you think that Carrie is like hitting up her I, I always compare them to Apple stores I feel like every weed store it just feels like I'm learning about all these weird devices and it's yeah. also really empty and like minimalist and it's it's kind of a yeah. weird experience but do you think Carrie's like hitting up her weed store and getting those doobies like oh my god. do you think she's <laughs> buying pre-rolls <laughs> I think she
1: might be. Okay, here's my theory, and I wrote this in there too. I think that Aiden could be a silent investor (laughs) in a dispensary. I feel like he would do it, and then I feel like they would smoke together.
0: Oh, yeah, and get a bucket of fried chicken.
1: (laughs) There's a lot of fried chicken, actually, in these episodes as well. There's actually a lot of fried chicken throughout the series. (laughs) We have the KFC. (laughs) Well, it's not just weed because we have the KFC. We've got the fried chicken when Aiden's just like, I eat too much fried chicken. Um, When Carrie comes home after the club in All That Glitters. We also have Miranda at her baby shower, which is not in any of these episodes, but Miranda specifically requests fried chicken. Mm -hmm. There's a theme. There's a theme here. Well, it's...
0: Miranda is turned on by lilacs and fried chicken.
1: <laughs> I was listening to, to something recently where they very perfectly distilled Miranda's woo! <laughs> like down to an art. Miranda's a woo girl.
0: Oh, yeah. She loves to woo. She loves wooing. I think I'm a woo girl. I think I like to woo. I, I like to yell and I like to get excited. So I yeah, I'm a woo girl. And you know what? I'm not ashamed. <laughs>
1: Don't listen to that How I Met Your Mother episode (sighs) that weirdly shamed woo girls.
0: How I Met Your Mother I feel like we should do a whole episode on it because it really weirdly shamed a lot of things in a bad
1: way. It's so problematic in a grotesque way.
0: Yeah and it comes later than Sex in the City and yet is somehow so much worse. Mm -hmm. But anyways that could be a whole other conversation (laughs) How I Met Your Mother. Um (laughs) let me what I'm talking about fried chicken getting high Oh Aiden is the the silent investor in a weed company I totally see that.
1: Yeah. And I think Carrie would actually love a weed boutique. Like, I think she would love walking into a store like that. She would love being able to pick out, like, a cute vape that would match (laughs) her outfit. She would love, like, looking at all the little bongs and, like, all of their shapes and sizes. She would love, like, she would just take delight in some of the names, like, I think she would actually really love the experience of shopping at a weed dispensary post-legalization. Oh, yeah. She'd be all up in
0: that. I 100% agree.
1: Whereas Miranda (laughs) and Che are just lost (laughs) in a cloud of (laughs) joint views.
0: Che is still buying from their dealer. (laughs) What did Che say?
1: Like, I've done a lot of weed or something
0: like that? I... I don't even re- remember. I think I've repressed it just like that already. So I'll have to rewatch to catch up before this next season comes. Listeners, we have not done a lot of weeds today. In fact, some might say we've done none. <laughs> we've done none today. And for me, not a lot in my life. <laughs> Although, okay, now I do. And I always feel stupid when I say this, but I do do weed sometimes. But I always yeah. say do weed. It's like, oh, are you doing weed tonight? Which sounds so stupid, but there's so many ways to do weed now. There are. (laughs) You can eat an edible. You can eat a capsule, which is, or take a capsule rather, which is actually my preferred method. Mm. Um, The drinks. I love the drinks. The bevvies. Carrie would be all about the bevvies.
1: She would live (gasps) for the bevvies.
0: Carrie, but also Charlotte. I could see Charlotte like mm. cracking open like a like a fucking two point five milligram like bubbly no sugar drink. Wow, I feel
1: called out in this current. No, <laughs> I, and I
0: don't say that. I say that with the most love because I'm the same person. I literally like make cannabis cocktails. I'll put like bitters in it and like some ice and like you know make it an experience.
1: I and you know what I think all the girls would be super into that. Yes. Yeah.
0: It would be the uh, – in. I would love to see an end just like that, them all, like, cracking weed cocktails and, like, watching a gay porn.
1: <laughs> you know what? That's actually – that's a really great thing to request for the second season because, obviously, all the writers are listening to this. Um, yeah,
0: while we're putting in requests.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, like, have the girls kind of, like, cut loose a little bit and, like, smoke weed together. Why? Why the hell not –
0: Well, we kind of talked about it in the trip episode, too. It's like we want to see them like, yes, I understand that life changes and Mm -hmm. life gets a little more serious and whatnot. You have kids and like a life, blah, blah, blah. But like I refuse to believe that when I'm. What are they in their like late 50s? Yeah, mid 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 50s. Like I refuse to believe that. I'm not going to, like, get high with my friends or, like, go for a cocktail or, like, um, I think I mentioned this in the last episode, but Shannon and I go to Zumba regularly. Mm -hmm. And recently I went, I uh, diverged and I went to a Zumba class that was not our regular one. And I saw there were these ladies at the front who were very clearly us in, like, 30 years. Like, they knew all the moves. They knew all the songs and I'm like, I refuse to believe that like when I'm that age that I'm not still going to be having fun with my friends. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I still want to like go out, maybe not dancing, but maybe. But like, you know what I mean? Like just like even smoking a joint or like having an edible, like I still want to do that when I'm 55. And I want to see that. I want to see that, and then just like that, I want to see more fun.
1: And we know it happens. Of course, it does. I had um, I used to work with somebody who was of that age, uh, category, perhaps a, a smidgen younger, and shared, <laughs> shared with me like during a meeting, uh, their recipe for cannabis infused butter that they put on popcorn one Christmas for their family. <laughs> did the family know?
0: No. Oh my
1: god. Yeah. A, a, a bit of a, a bit of a gong show
0: there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing it did not go well.
1: It was interesting. It was interesting. But like, you know, like the, those people exist. Like, yeah, I I completely agree. I wanna see that.
0: Honestly, like I feel like a huge market when we went legal or became legal is, like, older people. Yeah, I I think that, honestly, it's one of those things that we've seen in the media as being this, like, teenage, like, stoner, like, Mm -hmm. no motivation, no ambitions. um, This kind of, like, low-life perspective Mm -hmm. when it's really just, like, people of all ages. But
1: people of all ages people of all reasons people of like all i don't know different formats of how much your life is like together as you want it or not you know everybody it's for everybody weed is for everyone
0: <laughs> weed is for all, <laughs> all unless for you don't me. like it
1: i suppose <laughs>
0: What drugs do you think would be interesting to see for certain characters?
1: <laughs> Charlotte on shrooms.
0: <laughs> Why do you say that? Uh, I don't know. I just want to. You want to dive into that mind. You want to know what's going on.
1: I think Carrie would be kind of. I, I could see her being like annoying. I feel like mm. Charlotte would have some real like I- I'm awake now sort of connections. I feel like she would, she would learn some things.
0: I could see Charlotte as that person. um, uh, And I don't think that her, that she and Harry would get divorced, but like I could see her being that person if she did get divorced, have a very eat, pray, love, drug adventure. You know what I mean? Like she would go to like South America and take, oh my God, what's it called? Ayahuasca? Something like that. One of those, like, yeah, I mean, you can tell, like, really don't know anything about it, but you know, people go on those like journeys of self exploration. Yeah, I could see Charlotte doing that.
1: Oh, she would eat, pray, love the <laughs> hell out of her life, absolutely. <laughs> and you know what? If she had a choice, she would still do it with Harry and the kids. <laughs>
0: She probably would. It's she a family adventure. Lily. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, maybe she doesn't even need the divorce self-like finding part. She just—that's just a fun trip for the fam. Yeah,
1: <laughs> she would just take the kids. Get in, Lily. Get in, Rock. We're going. We're <laughs> going for a trip. <laughs>
0: Go- Again, going for a trip. I love it. What about you? Um, I mean, mushrooms are a very interesting one. They never come up. Mm -hmm. Um, even though in my mind, I feel like mushrooms are sort of in between weed and like coconuts. I I mean, not that there's like a scale of hardness of drugs, (laughs) but in my brain, mushrooms are sort of on the same level or close to the same level as weed, Mm -hmm. but they're never brought up in the show. And I wonder why that is. Are they just too like psychedelic? I think
1: mushrooms, I can't remember what I was watching, what I was listening to, it is, yeah, the the receipt is gone. Um, but I remember whatever I was, whatever media I was consuming about this, like mushrooms are very misunderstood mm-hmm. and they're very under-researched. Mm-hmm. Um, and only now are we starting to like research and like understand them more and like their benefits and stuff. Like there are lots of like trials and such that suggest mushrooms can actually be extremely helpful for people that suffer with clinical depression or cancer or, you know, lots of different ailments um, that mushrooms could potentially be quite helpful for. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, th- I believe <laughs> I feel terrible. I can't remember whatever I was watching or consuming, but um, like part of that extends back to like the war on drugs, Mm -hmm. which was very much like a crackdown on weed and also a crackdown on, um, on mushrooms or psychedelics. And yeah, like they're, they're just very under researched, They're very misunderstood. Um, so I could see, I could see there being a future where that's like it, like, I think there are clinical trials now or there's, there's something happening in the States where they're being piloted as legitimate, like treatments for, Um, for certain ailments or for I think for mental mental health specifically but um, like maybe that'll be like weed in the future you know like because that's kind of how weed was legalized again right it started off as being um, medicinal Mm -hmm. and then kind of moved into recreational use so I wonder if uh, psychedelics or mushrooms would be on a similar track.
0: Yeah I think you're probably right about that and I and there definitely is a lot of evidence that shows that to be true and especially Mm -hmm. yeah it's like I mean we were talking about like how dodgy it might be to like buy weed from someone in a street or like maybe potentially like ordering mushrooms online which Mm -hmm. I know you could do don't ask me why I know that Uh, (laughs) but it's just like yeah it's just it's we don't understand it or at least or like that effort hasn't been put in to understand it. And I am really Mm -hmm. happy that people are starting to do that because it is starting to show these really good benefits. And like, instead of being scared of something, Mm -hmm. let's like learn about it. And I could see somebody that comes to mind or a character that comes to mind is Miranda. I could Mm -hmm. see that her like experience, experimenting with like medicinal mushrooms as a way, because she is like a high anxiety, high stress person. And I think, especially with her job and now her divorce and, <laughs> and you know all of the above mm-hmm. but then i'm also like wondering about miranda in general as this character that we've talked about that sort of like was so on the forefront of technology in sex and sex in the city but then went so backwards mm-hmm. in uh and just like that so i don't know i don't know where she would stand on the <laughs> mushroom debate
1: I just immediately went to branding and I thought of like, because you kept saying Apple store, what if it was like a mushroom store and like the logo was just like a cute little mushroom?
0: I would be there.
1: I would be there in a New York minute. (laughs) (laughs) However long that is.
0: How long is a New York minute? I actually don't know. Is it long or is it really short? It must be really short.
1: I would assume short. I get the vibe that it's a quick minute.
0: It's busy. It's so busy. You're
1: so busy. <laughs> um, let's talk maybe about uh we can talk a little bit about this cuz um it just kind of occurred to me like while watching, but um I think it's kind of interesting We'll we'll do an episode like kind of talking about class and talking about um, wealth and, and money and that kind of thing. But this is like another piece, I think, of, of this conversation that's really interesting to focus on in that, you know, weed at the time of the show, 2003, 2001, um, like in, in those kind of like early aught years, weed was criminalized, right? Like you, you would get arrested. Carrie literally got arrested. Um and for people of color, for um especially for black Americans, um, like very, very, very heavily criminalized mm-hmm. um they
0: couldn't slam a post-it note on the window and get away with it no the same way that Carrie did.
1: no and that's like what's really interesting to reflect on like with this episode or with the the weed episodes in particular and, and actually just like any episode that references drugs is that for these characters like this isn't they're they're not even concerned about about that aspect right like it's just fun like everybody does it um especially like the weed like there's just kind of no I don't know they're they're just able to get weed, they're able to secure it like very quickly, very efficiently and just like have fun smoking it. Like there's there's no other questions of legality, what if I get caught? What what are the repercussions of that? Going to be like there's nothing happening there and I wonder if part of it is because they're wealthy white women.
0: I'm sure that's a big part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I kind of I mean I, I do <laughs> – I like the moment where she almost gets arrested and she shows him the post-it note. And then, you know, he, he kind of calls her on her bullshit a little bit. and He's mm-hmm. like, I'm going to write you up for, like, smoking in a bar or whatever. And he's like, I'm sorry. Or he's like, I'm sorry. I can't. Don't hate me. And, like, I don't know. They kind of have – like, it, it's it's more like a slap on the wrist, though.
1: Yeah, and, and if she had been, like, a person of color – um like or just yeah any anything but like a wealthy white woman like how would that interaction with the police have gone if she was caught smoking a joint in the middle of the street
0: not the same probably not <laughs> probably not the same well yeah you're right like they never talk about um they, they never have to worry about it it's like not even a thought on their brain
1: yeah, like, Samantha's just, like, I have a dealer, like, Mm -hmm. not, yeah, I don't know, and I think that maybe that also stands out to me is because that was very much a part of, like, all of the messaging around drugs that I experienced growing up. It's, like, this is illegal, like, you could, you could get caught, you could get punished, you could get, like, thrown in jail or whatever, like, there's kind of that fearful aspect of, of using it, too, of what happens if, yeah, what happens if I do get caught, or even just like, what happens if I get caught by my parents? Like, not that that was that was never ever ever going to be a risk, um, for me growing up because I also just I never really smoked at home, um, or did weed at home, <laughs> um, but yeah, just like, what are what are, yeah, how are people going to judge you? How are people going to treat you after, um, and in the hands of law enforcement? Uh, that's scary. That's scary to think about.
0: What's well, funny, like, also, as a privileged white woman, um, that was also, like, not really a fear of mine. Like, I didn't smoke a lot of weed, as I mentioned, growing up, but, like, I had here and there. And my fear, it's funny that you mentioned like, the fear of your parents because that was my fear. Mm-hmm. I didn't worry about police authorities, like, really much at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that's due to, like... I don't know, just very few interactions with police, or like maybe my parents are really scary or something. I don't mm-hmm. know. But yeah, my big fear was not like being in trouble with the law, but being in trouble with my parents. Mm-hmm. So
1: I'm just scared of being in trouble to clarify. Yeah. <laughs> in general, <laughs> it doesn't matter who's angry at me. <laughs> um,
0: that's fair. <laughs>
1: but no you're so right like especially especially growing up and i think that's it's kind of funny too in hot child in the city that carrie and power lad are very much in that situation again but as adults Mm -hmm. of parents are mad parents could could kick out power lad then he doesn't have a home uh Um, do you want to talk about maybe like how – because we see a couple instances of Coke on the show. Do you want to talk about like how those characters are tonally portrayed that are using Coke?
0: Well, yeah, as we kind of mentioned earlier, like <laughs> Coke is almost referenced to as like passe. Yeah. It's very much – I. It's seen a little negatively. I mean, of course, with Shaw, they sort of treat her in a very negative light. And like her doing coke is so 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I just it's it's very passe, which I I mean, I have zero experience with coke. So Me too, yeah. I don't really know. I know it's prevalent. I know it's still around. I know it's uh very common in the restaurant industry especially Mm. um but yeah there's like this it kind of of makes me think of like okay i was talking with my friends about diet coke versus like literally the soda pop like diet coke versus uh it's
1: like isn't all cocaine diet (laughs)
0: yes But yeah, like diet Coca-Cola versus Coke Zero. And Mm -hmm. we were like making this joke because we were in an argument about which one was better. Mm -hmm. And I was like, diet Coke is very much associated with this like (laughs) this like 90s, these early 2000s movies like of like skinny girl. Mm -hmm. Like I remember my aunt talking about how for lunch at the office, she used to eat a boiled egg and a diet Coke. And for me, I feel like we saw this so much at marketing. I'm going to circle back to real Coke. (laughs) Like, I feel like we saw this in so much marketing and so many movies of that, like, skinny, white, like, idea of almost, like, success or, like, fame or, like, fortune or glamour, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, this sort of lifestyle. um, That was also very much heavily associated with Coke, Mm -hmm. you know? And even, like, in this episode it's the model doing coke like the skinny yeah. white like but i don't know it's just kind of weird because for carrie it's like very like oh old. that's old news
1: yeah and I, I think that that's such like an interesting i i find that a really interesting perspective for her character to have because carrie very much was a party girl like an it girl new york it girl in the 80s and in the 90s and i mean i don't I'm not a lexicon of drug history in the United States at all but I know that the 80s and I think the 70s too to an extent were like bumping in terms of cocaine (laughs) puns all intended (laughs) Um, but it it was very like it was everywhere and it was everywhere to an extent that I think is is hard to like imagine now it's it like it was yeah very, very prevalent, very, very highly used uh, by that kind of upper echelon in in a way that exactly what you're saying was, like, very glamorized. Um, So it it is kind of interesting to me that Carrie, as a person that I'm assuming, like, ran in a lot of those circles, just has such a mature um, and, like, oh, that's that's very passe, that's so 80s, like, just seems completely disinterested in it. And if you actually look at Carrie just as a character – there's a lot of reasons why she would be interested in it or I could see her being interested in it. Like she's still kind of to an extent, a party girl in the show far less than she alludes to, but um, still going out regularly, still having like good nights. Um, she's also very much into fashion. Um, cocaine is known for a appetite suppression and that's often why a lot of models use it. It, it keeps you up. It keeps you perky and it, it suppresses your appetite so yeah like just as a very like fashion interested person I could also see that being appealing to her so I, I find it really interesting that it's also not demonizing coke like the show doesn't say outright say that it's a bad thing but the show is kind of tonally commenting on it of like nobody really does this anymore like this is kind of this is old news which is just a very I don't know kind of a nuanced way of not glamorizing it and I think it's really it it is really interesting that Shaw is the character that she is who's using coke and how Carrie kind of looks at her and talks about her and if we think of another episode that we recently discussed Splat with Lexi Featherston um, was also doing coke and was also very much talking about lamenting like the city's boring like nobody has any fun anymore god i'm so old carrie like do people still do coke anymore like literally asking those questions and portrayed in a light of like oh you're kind of like a sad like you know the party's kind of over girl Mm -hmm. so i don't know i just i find the tone interesting
0: well i think it is interesting and I think and I it, it kind of makes me think of alcohol as well because mm. like we so often forget that alcohol is also a drug mm-hmm. um, just one that is very um, accepted and like ingrained in our culture and I've been I've been thinking a lot about alcohol lately because I've been drinking a lot less and just like realizing how it makes me feel and whatnot. Um, and I think maybe Coke like other drugs like you know, weed has had such a, there's just been such a like change in perception about, I mean, weed has sort of gone the other way though, as I'm talking, as I'm using this as an example. I mean, weed has be, has grown to have a really positive perception, but I think that alcohol, that for me, alcohol is going to be like the next cigarettes. Mm. I think in the next 20 or 30 years, Like people will still drink alcohol, of course, Mm -hmm. Um, just like people still smoke cigarettes and vape and whatnot. But I think it's going to go like far down Mm -hmm. because people start to sort of like realize the harmful effects and like there's more research about it or maybe people are growing out of that party stage or whatever. And I I just kind of wonder if that's like something that happened with coke. And I mean, I'm spe- this is a very big generalization, and I'm speaking as a person with no experience with it, but mm. I just wonder if, like, as a whole, like, as a society, we- people are moving on, mm. you know? But mm. I don't know the numbers, and I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that's true, but it does definitely seem like, or at least the way that it's portrayed in the show is that it's, like, very passe.
1: Yeah, definitely a trend, a trend to... To keep on, an eye on, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you want to talk about, a little bit about ecstasy? Because, like, or Samantha's, like, experience on it. Like, I, I've never, yet, yet another drug I, I have no experience with. And, yeah, to, to be clear, I have also just very, very little experience using any kind of drug um recreationally but i don't know the tone of ecstasy i find really hard to place compared to how they reference cocaine which is really the only hard drug they reference um mm-hmm. and weed which is you know has a little bit more of a positive spin on it x is kind of this question mark <laughs> i don't really know I don't really know what to think of it and Samantha makes me just like think that doesn't seem like a, a good time but I don't know if that's just the arc of her character or or what have you you know more of a mystery well,
0: from what I understand again with no experience with ecstasy is the highs are high and the lows are low and mm. we really see that with Samantha that's true like we and I'm not saying that this is 100% inaccurate to depiction because I I don't know and also everybody's different and everyone's experience is different but um from what I've heard uh it seems pretty I don't I don't know you're right though like now that I'm thinking about it I'm like it's not really positive or negative
1: it's just kind of there like I just think of ecstasy as like a party drug or a rave drug or something. And I think actually Miranda makes that joke in, in that episode of like, oh, are we going to a rave or something? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just don't really know how to think about it outside of that because ecstasy two and, and MDMA, I don't know. I, I couldn't tell you the difference between all of them. I'm <laughs> I'm a fresh baby lamb when it comes to this. But um, I, again, like I don't really remember that being – heavily part of the conversation the messaging about drugs like growing up like I remember you know being told about hard drugs I remember weed being part of that I don't remember ecstasy and I don't remember MDMA and maybe that's just because like it wasn't understood it wasn't talked about I don't know um but yeah, it's to me, I have a read of it based on, I think, mostly media, Miley Cyrus's uh, <laughs> lyric about Molly. I don't know. That's like really all I have to go off of with that drug in particular associated with raves. And that's pretty much all I know. Question mark.
0: Well, I think for I mean, just to speak to my own experience with drug education is like it was very much like alcohol, mm-hmm. weed. Hard drugs. Yeah. Like, it was, like, they were sort of, like, categorized into one category. Yeah. Like, even in my brain, like, and I think this is because of my education, it's, like, coke, heroin, like, LSD, even mushrooms for a long time. I don't think this anymore, but, like, I definitely had this, like, perception that mushrooms were, like, a hard drug. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, I... (laughs) I didn't really learn about it, and I didn't really, like, know about the differences. Mm. And and that's kind of how it feels in this episode a little bit. It's just yeah. kind of like, okay, this is an experience that is of hard drugs. Yep. But, I mean, I they're all so different. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, who's to say? Who's to say? Maybe Samantha's, like, really close with Miley Cyrus now and can talk about that.
0: Well, there was in the movie the yeah. weird Miley Cyrus yeah. moment. I just, I forgot about when it. When they're
1: wearing the same dress. Yes. Oh
0: my, God. oh my gosh. I watched the beginning of the Sex and the City 2 movie for our wedding episode, and I was just like, wow. I'm always amazed by how bad it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm yeah but how so sex in the city we see a mostly positive perception of weed especially um and then the other drugs sort of like passe or just whatever um how's this different than say girls or yeah let's talk about girls yeah i don't you know i haven't seen it in so long (laughs) neither have i let's talk about it
1: (laughs) um yeah I I feel like I remember Hannah doing like drugs a, a, an assorted medley of drugs. I think Jessa also mm. um, was all up in that. I don't nothing stands or yeah my my memory nothing stands out to me as you know where a drug is kind of like the center of an episode quite like the episodes that we've curated for for our discussion today. Well, um. I wonder,
0: too, like, and sorry to interrupt. You, oh, no, 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 go on. <laughs> I was just going to say, like, I wonder if it's because, especially with something like weed, it has become so normalized, mm-hmm. whereas in these episodes, like, of course, Sex and the City was a show that was quite, like, I don't want to say shocking, but I mm-hmm. guess a little bit, like, daring. Let's say daring. So it's a little, like, the themes that they talked about, the things that they talked about, you know, we hadn't really seen much of that on television before so to see these episodes and like such a like at the forefront like being like the prominent theme like especially in hot child in the city and the post it always sticks twice Mm -hmm. it's like we see weed is there and weed is like a huge plot point whereas maybe in a show like girls the the weed might be there but it's kind of just like a part of life like it's not so much it's not, I mean, it's not shocking. It's not, it's mm-hmm. not It's not like daring or different. It's just like what people do. And like, I, I think that's true of real life. It's like, you know, I have friends who who do weed and like, I have friends who don't and, and whether they decide to or not to, it doesn't matter. It doesn't make them a different person and it doesn't really change who they are. Yeah. So I just wonder if in a show like Girls, I do remember one episode, and I think we're thinking of the same episode. They go out on, like, a Wednesday Mm -hmm. because I quote this episode all the time Mm. because Hannah does – I think she gets high on ecstasy or she gets high on something, Mm -hmm. maybe Coke. I honestly don't remember. And she says, it's Wednesday night, baby, and I'm alive. (laughs) And I actually say that all the time.
1: (laughs) I mean, Wednesday Zumba, so yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So, I don't know. Euphoria is obviously quite – different because we have the addiction
1: yeah there there's a pretty prominent addiction but i'm just i guess every time i watch you for i'm just so shocked at like how available like mm. just drugs are like so so available
0: <laughs> it also makes me think of like mean girls yeah how because i remember like i did drink as a teenager mm-hmm. and there, i know i'm making a lot of comparisons to alcohol but um as i said alcohol is drug Um, but yeah as a teenager we had to figure out how to get our booze you know what I mean and I feel like there was this sort of weird shift where all of a sudden everyone's parents were buying them booze Mm. and you you like saw that like in and I've seen it on tv now and Mm -hmm. I even saw it on a documentary recently that I was watching like talking about this family that would like this wasn't what it was talking about specifically but in the documentary like there's one part where the parents are, like, buying all the kids booze. So I wonder if it's even, like, you know, now weed is legal. It's just, like, easily accessible. It's just, like, you know, kids are smoking weed now, teenagers are smoking weed, and and that's it. It's, like, people don't care as much anymore. Maybe.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, even, you know, I think of a show like Broad City where I think your point about how normalized like weed use is that it doesn't necessarily stand out in girls like that that also strikes me about like Broad City where you know one of the main characters is um yeah just smokes a lot like that's a really big part of her character um but there's like I think one episode where she takes like ecstasy or MDMA or some kind of party drug and like I think shits herself at a party. (laughs)
0: oh my god I forgot about that episode like
1: I'm I'm fairly certain that's what happens so it's again just kind of that thing of like oh like ecstasy is just like the make a one appearance in a series sort of thing and and then disappear um
0: it's really making it seem like ecstasy is really really up and then really really down yeah it's like it is very much giving me that perception so this is you know if I ever do take ecstasy this is the expectation I'm gonna have because <laughs> I of expect media to be
1: high and then I expect to be low and anything <laughs> else will be a mystery
0: nothing in between <laughs> but truly it's like so much of our views on drugs are shaped by shows like this and shaped by you know I mean like many things in our lives like so many things in our lives it's like you know we watch it on tv we have this expectation of what it's going to be like or we learn about in the school and we have this expectation of what it's going to be like and you know that changes as we get older and as media changes as well
1: yeah it is like it is really interesting how much teen and I think this might this might be changing too but Just a lot of the teen central shows that I remember watching and and growing up with, like, Skins really comes to mind, Degrassi. Um, There were a lot of shows where it was just, like, glamorous to be a teenager and, like, having a bunch of drugs like having a bunch of alcohol and I don't know that just is very diametrically opposed to my childhood where Mm -hmm. like I you couldn't even ask me like where how do I go about securing any one of those things because like I had no idea that just it wasn't it wasn't prevalent it wasn't part of my life and it wasn't really very much a part of my friend circles
0: yeah that's a really good point Jamie my girlfriend also, also like talks about that she's like in high school, like I. I would never see weed at a party or like I would never see drugs at a party or like I would never um, even alcohol for Mm -hmm. her like wasn't really that common. Um, But yeah, we see it so much in television. It's like Mm -hmm. this is a part of a young person's life. Yeah, but I don't know. It's weird. It's it's so weird because of like this whole war on drugs and like this anti-drug thing. So like why are they creating media that glamorizes it for young people
1: it's just like smoking like you really like smoking looks cool except when aiden does it
0: (laughs) it's so true
1: it looks cool and i know that it's bad and like i know that it's i i know all of the things there there are to know about how whatever how it affects you But it still looks cool. The messaging worked. It's permeated my brain. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's like how Coca-Cola invented so many aspects of Christmas that are images that we so deeply associate with that holiday now, you know, like the power of marketing and branding.
0: Oh, my God. The power smoking is uh, so true of that. And I did smoke for years. Mm hmm. And I still think it looks cool. I yeah. still want a cigarette every once in a while. And like seeing Carrie smoke, I'm like, yeah, she looks cool. I- <laughs> yeah. But you're right. The-, the only person on this planet that doesn't look cool smoking is Aiden.
1: <laughs> Sorry about it.
0: <laughs> he looks like, okay, so in the pictures we've seen, it looks like he's like slobbering on it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's like hanging out of his mouth and it's like, I can just imagine it like getting all wet. Yeah. And I'm just like, Oh no,
1: it, it truly like the stills that we've seen from the, from and just like that with Aiden, he looks, I don't know. He looks uh, not in, he looks out of the norm for mm-hmm. Aiden. It looks like he's going through something.
0: I could see Aiden being a big pothead like that's what I'm saying yeah yeah Yeah. and like that is interesting because that wasn't really part of his character or I mean it wasn't part of his character at all but like 100% but if you walk
1: that track back it makes sense because he was so freaking chill all of the time (laughs) he was and then one night Carrie goes out clubbing and that man's eaten an entire bucket of KFC chicken
0: That man took a 20-milligram edible.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He did, and then he ordered KFC, because Carrie's like, that's what I like to do when I get high.
0: (laughs) And then she has, like, half a piece. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And a Diet Coke.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. do what works for you
0: yeah and I mean in and no se- judgment yeah. <laughs> that's exactly that's exactly what I was gonna say I was gonna say um I hope that we came across as non-judgmental and talking more about like how the episodes show drugs like coke and ecstasy and all those things but I mean drug addiction is a whole other thing but
1: yeah and that's that's really not what we're talking about um
0: recreational fun time
1: yes <laughs> As, as we see this in Sex in the City, um, and I should also clarify that a show like Euphoria obviously is a, tackling a, a much um, different subject matter in, in how it references drugs. But yeah, no no judgment for whatever floats your boat, except, except I, Aiden. Except Aiden. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess my own bathroom boundaries, which I just refuse to, to budge an inch on
0: i i mean i agree (laughs) but i just i just don't agree with miranda just tell him to shut the door just
1: communicate i think you're absolutely
0: right i mean this is a common theme
1: communicate do what works for you
0: communicate take that weed pill no judgment (laughs) you do you yeah well thank you so much for listening everybody
1: yes please rate review and subscribe and if you feel so inclined you can dm us a post-it note or you can send us a little voice memo we would love to hear your voices yes
0: please tell us your thoughts your experience remember to follow us on instagram and twitter at don't hate us pod
1: and yeah we'll catch y'all later